Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon, running a little bit late, but we are here. I'm out of breath already. I haven't done nothing, but that's old age. But that's fine. I'm here with our <laughs> co-host, Oti, and our friend, coming back. Hello, oh. Hal. How are you doing today? Hello. When my, I rebel. I rebel. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And my High Republic t-shirt nice. in honor of the panel the high republic panel just ended over at new york comic-con yeah. so i'm wrapping the things. high I, I, I saw also, one cover i want so cover. it was basically covers for all the books and uh, comic books are coming they revealed at the end there's going to be a young adult an- anthology with oh, all wow. the authors all the authors writing either right after phase one or right after phase two close to phase three so that's going to be kind of the end. Uh, so a bunch of covers. They all look great. And I think they revealed that Phase 3 then starts November 2023. So, oh, okay. yeah. So it's kind of what I thought. I don't know why. Yeah. Phase 2 is going to a lot shorter than Phase 1, it looks like. Yeah, so, so you tweeted yeah. it out, and I was like, I don't think we're going to get the date because it's just starting. But then I remember that they said, like, we're not confining ourselves yeah. into like a box that each face has to be X mm-hmm. amount of you know length. Uh-huh. So interesting. I just hope phase three runs for like four years. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like we're we're getting to the end. Oh man, it's it's I think they're gonna end before the acolyte comes out. So then it ends and the acolyte, which is right between the end of phase three and Phantom Menace, then that cannot start. And I think that they reveal they start shooting in November with a 2024 release. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense for phase three to start November 2023 and somewhere 2024, and mm-hmm. then have acolytes right after. So okay. We'll see. Have you been reading The High Republic, Norhal? I don't remember if we talked about it. Yes, I'm very behind, <laughs> to be honest, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, but yeah, I've been most, I, I think I'm advanced on the comics, which is okay. which was a terrible decision because I realized later on that the comics and the books are like overlapping. Overlapping. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I spoil myself. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's so it's a, it's a really good area era and I I I definitely think I would not mind seeing live action. I know we are having the acolyte but I would love to have live action content from that era. Yes, we all do. And I think there's is it the ah the new young Jedi Jedi adventure that's also the High Republic, right? That yeah. yeah. It's kind of animation looks interesting and <clears throat> can't wait to. Fun. Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, but yeah, no big reveals, just a bunch of the covers. They had almost all the authors there, so I'm sure for the people there that was great. And then phase three starting soon. Yes. Did I read that you start uh, Path of the Sea? Oh, what a cool Path of the Sea. There you go. There nice. it is. Path of the Sea. I'm right Ooh. a little bit more than halfway. Wow. It's, 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 it's not a long one, right? Because no, I got the audiobook. And 340 it's... pages, I think. Okay. Um, I got it Tuesday. This is my busy time at work right now, so I had a lot of time to read. I read a little bit yesterday, a little bit today. I just read half the book. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> my, my, mine shipped. So yeah. Oh, it's here. it's getting there. So I, I just get so mad because if I was in Florida, it would ship that same day it yeah. comes out. But it, yeah, they, they ship it like they went so long to ship it over here. It's like come on, like it already gets longer for it to get here because it has to fly, <laughs> and they just take so so long. But it shipped, it shipped. Yeah, I, I get angry because I'm, yes, it comes out today. And then I go to Amazon. You'll get it between 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. And it no! comes at 8 30. I'm like, I, I can't read today. It's too late. So it's outside Wednesday. And then at, at, at least you get it that day. I get That's it that one. week. You don't I, even I, I, get I, it that week. No, I get, I get it maybe in the, the other week, maybe Amazon. Which one was it that you waited like a month for? Um, Rising Storm? No. Rising Storm, Rising Storm, and yeah, I, I read them like a month after they came out. Yeah, yeah, because right. they got they they even got lost in in, in the mail. Wow, like, whole mess. Yeah. So, quick non-spoiler YA book is an interesting story. You have Marda Rowe and a Jedi kind of having some feelings. This Pada one, we know that they go through that. So, so far, an interesting book doesn't it's not that big event like uh a lot of the jet like lot of the jedi was or even rising storm so it's a lot kind of uh more condensed story compared to the bigger kind of face reveals face one reveals there goes out see he complains that i'm not here on time nah. and he has to, we'll bring him back in but yeah so far it's a good story i will keep reading and probably have my written review sometime next week i will talk Perfect. about it on the podcast nice Eventually. All right. So for everyone, as always, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff you're supposed to tell people when you're doing your video. And there's a little graphic. Subscribe if you haven't. And if you're watching now, thank you. And if you're watching later, oh, there he is. He's back. It was my uh, grandma. It was my grandma. Oh, no. You gotta, okay, you I got to pick up. <laughs> always, yeah. always. I got a call from my aunt yesterday. So I had to talk to her. She's still in Puerto Rico down there going through, going through some, stuff, some stuff. But... All right, uh, so before we start, as always, make sure that you help out with the Amidala Initiative for Equality Texas, um, the National Network of Abortion Fund, and the What Choice Fundraiser, and also help for Puerto Rico, as we always mention, help out with the recovery out there with, of the hurricanes, all the links down in the description of the video, and all of our previous videos, you can find them there. And if you search anywhere, you'll find a lot of different places to help out. What do we always say, Oti? Don't give to who? Don't give to the government. There you go. There's a lot of people FEMA, on the ground. FEMA has a lot of money, and the local government will literally just... Yes. <laughs> All right. So I think we spent enough time. Actually... No, how how are you? It's been a while since we spoke. We I know, right? I know, right? Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I think was it the was it Obi Wan Kenobi? I yes, I think so. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. But uh, so far, well, uh, trying and really, I just telling OT that really excited about all this good TV we're getting. Yeah. Wish we had more time, <laughs> but of course it's it's amazing, and of course we have a Star Wars TV, so mm -hmm. I'm I'm really excited, trying to, and of course I'm getting behind like in Rings of Power, but that's on me. But yeah, it's it's exciting to see all all, all the content we're getting, right? 
Yeah, it's oh man, there's so much stuff out there now that if you don't like something, there's probably like 20 other stuff you can fall into. And, no need ooh, to get upset about it. Yes. <laughs> and we'll yes. talk about some of it <laughs> when we do I, our... I, I, you know, I haven't watched She-Hulk, but I have a rant that I'm going <laughs> to unleash on this. You're <laughs> caught up on all the, the issues behind it. You haven't seen one episode, but you know what's going and on. I'm angry. <laughs> He's angry <laughs> already. All right, we might start with She-Hulk when we do a World Between Final, just to get you there. <laughs> All right, so, and I'll say, Norhal, that episode of Kenobi, that recap that we did, which is probably one of the Kenobi episodes that people didn't like too much, it's uh -huh. one of our most watched Kenobi recaps. So, nice. thank you. What episode was that? It was the one where they go to Fortress Inquisitorius. To people don't like that episode? People complain about the jacket. Uh, oh, you know, we yes. ridiculous! <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was just saying. I mean, comparing to the people that was in the fandom back in the '90s, where like late '80s, early '90s, that were there was no Star Wars inside. I mean, mm -hmm. We are really fortunate, and we are complaining. We're spoiled. We're complaining <laughs> about stuff like the jacket, the yeah. Jeans guy. <laughs> it's like we said, I think, Ote, you, you always say it's like the Empire is incompetent for a lot of time. So, of course, this is going to work. Get on yeah. board with it, man. Like, don't, <laughs> don't try to fight it. All right. Yeah. And there's a lot of incompetence, I guess, also in Andor. So, if you guys yeah. are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and the Andor Files. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Was he? Was he? <laughs> was waiting for What's it. Was quite a fight, especially. <laughs> yeah, the, there you go. The fine fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, how? Of course, we gotta start with you. Wait, Mo's in the chat. Hey, Ooh, hello, Mo. Mo. Hi. Mo's going from the chat to the live stream next go. week. She'll be here next Ooh, week. Things gonna get crazy. Yeah, it's the finale of this three-episode arc. I want to ask you guys about that in a minute. But Norhal, have you been enjoying Andor coming into episode four? Oh yes, yes. I've, I've been enjoying uh, it. This is a this is a series that I mean I'm 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 happy with Star Wars, but um, <laughs> especially this the this time of the the period of the of the storyline that we're exploring, mm. and especially. Andor, Cassian, Diego Luna, I'm so happy to have him back. Uh, so yes, definitely. I'm, I'm excited. And people, some people is like, oh, but we know how he ends. It's like, I don't care. I want to learn more about it. Yeah, and the great thing about this series, and I mentioned it a long time ago, it's, yeah, it's called Andor, but we have all these other characters. Some of them, we don't know how the story ends. And even if we know, it's so interesting. Like Mon Mothma, all her storyline is so interesting. We know where she's at by Return of the Jedi, but everything yeah. that's happened is so interesting and with all the new characters. Um, Ote, before we start, or as we're starting, episode five, we keep going with this slow burn that a lot of people have talked about with Andor, the first three episodes, the first two were kind of slow, then we get the action at the end of the third one. Episode four, again, kind of not self-contained, but separate from the first three as we start this other three-episode arc. Are you okay with the the pace that Andor is going, especially for these last two episodes? I'm okay with it, but I don't, I don't love it. I don't love the, I don't love the format, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like the way it's made, I, that's what I think. I think it should have been released released in bunch of three. 
they release the whole arcs. Yeah. But, you know, it's their choice. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of it. I'm on board for the story. Because even something like Kenobi that I was, like, over, over the moon with, <laughs> yeah. it, it did feel like a movie shopped into six diff- different yeah. parts. But it, each part told its own little story that I think, yeah. for me, like, it helped me just, like, go yeah. with it. And here, they end, like, abruptly. And... You know, yeah. it's, it's it's okay. Like it's, that, that's the way they decided to make the show, and you know, like yeah, th- it, that's like my biggest complaint with the mm-hmm. show. I don't like the format on which they decided to release it, but hey, it's fine. Yeah. What are you, Nora? Are you enjoying the way it's, it's kind of going, or do you prefer that the first three we got all those just drop the same day or are you okay with the way it's kind of going now and just kind of stopping a little bit abruptly especially the previous episode yeah well um i'm enjoying it however i would i i agree with with otn you that i would like for example those three blocks because of the type of the story how is it like you said can we were self-contained episodes like telling the story part of the bigger larger story but telling one story in one episode in this one it's a slow burn so you're going to see the conclusion of that story that we just started in the next one or in the next two ones Mm -hmm. so i mean it is it is what it is like it's a choice but perhaps a three a three uh blocks a block of three would have worked better but yeah, I mean, think thing is like for me, like getting upset about it now. It's like you know what the show is like. Yeah. Even when we they released the first three, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, so when we start getting one by one, it's gonna kind of suck. But you know, like it, it is what it is. Like, don't get upset because it abruptly ends. Like, yeah, that's the way it's gonna work. Like, yeah, the, and I haven't seen. I haven't seen people complaining about it. Yes, some people have complained about the pace of it, the slow burn, which is fine mm-hmm. for this type of story. But I think we talked about it when we did our review of the first three episodes. It's how is it going to feel for episode four when we start this mm-hmm. weekly release? Especially episode four, which is ended with thinking, hey, can I eat my food? Uh, wait 10 seconds and then blackout, basically. And then this episode is a little bit more close-ended because they're kind of doing the flag. We're ready to go. And then it ends. So I agree with you, Autumn, with you, Norhal, and I posted it a few days ago. I would prefer they release all three weekly, do kind of a hybrid. It's not binging. It's not a weekly release. You still get four weeks of it, but in three episode arcs. Yeah. And you don't even need to do the breaks. Give us like a, a movie every time, like, like a two-hour movie every week for four weeks would be amazing. But like you said, Oti, at this point, we know what the show is. I'm going to be very interested for the next three blocks. If it's the same two episodes of build-up and then a big payoff at the end, and then it's, ah, oh, man, I, I'm just going to want the end. I not, might not care too much in between. What's saving them is the writing. The writing oh, so yes. far, it's incredible. Might be some of the best in Star Wars in the past few years, so I do appreciate everything that we're getting there. Wow. I think that's why I can't get like upset about it because the show's good. Like yes. th- those those little moments we get with Andor once a week, it's great. <laughs> so, by the way, yes. Amy's in the chat also. Ooh, Hi, Amy. Amy. How are you doing, Amy? Thanks for joining us. <sighs> I believe Amy. Also, let us know in the in the chat what you thought about the 
High Republic panel that just happened in New York Comic Con. I think she was following all the live tweets. So see what she thought about it. All right, so let's start with some family family tensions in Ando. Yes. We have two different families, and then someone else posted this or replied to one of my comments said that we're seeing the impact that the Empire has on all these different peoples and all for different reasons. And let's focus on the families first. And I apologize, my notes are all over the place. So this is my <laughs> not being older. But I think we're used to that. Our favorite, I don't know what to call it, our favorite sad boy, Cyril Karn, <laughs> after getting slapped by his mom, now he's getting served soggy cereal with blue milk, taking 45 minutes to not eat one single bite. Can I but complain? Stop. Why? What is that? I, I have to be very honest. The cereal took me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and having tasted the blue milk in Galaxy's Edge, I'm like, Oh, you don't put that. How, how does that work? <laughs> it's a different type. It, 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 like, it tastes like very. So, in my podcast, I said maybe they are, it's not cereal. Maybe it's like dehydrated berries or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but it's a, it looked like cocoa puffs. No, it looked like cocoa puffs. Like, <laughs> but it's skim milk. It's different. It, it's two percent milk. It really took me out of it, but it's fine. Like, I, this show is doing that. It's really putting to test what how we see Star Wars, how real world Star Wars can mm -hmm. really get, and it, everyone's gonna have their opinion. Did you guys were you guys bothered by the cereal? Of course no. not. It was yeah, like, a, like a really common thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I was like, I, I could just, I don't know. I was like. <laughs> Yeah. Where in Coruscant do you get Cocoa Puffs? Like, yeah, I probably won. Is this the first time we've seen cereal in Star Wars? I expected when it when she pulled the milk, they would have a reaction like race bread. But yeah. now it's just there. And it's it's like, literally just cereal. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's funny. But no, because again, it shows him kind of a child when he goes back to his mom that he needs her to kind I of pull him his breakfast, bring him down like 20 levels. I'm going to call your uncle. And I, oh, and no, I, I, I got a quote, uh, Maggie, my beloved our friend from either that in her review, she mentions that, yeah, it's so fascinating, it's so fascinating to see Cyril interaction with his mom and like bringing a quote from Ted Lasso. Do you understand why people meet people's moms mm. just to understand how, why they're not? Yeah. So, I mean, from that interaction, you learn so much about them and like, he, him being like kind of, I don't want to say emasculated, but somehow mm. like, oh yeah, like diminished perhaps. She, yeah. She's definitely degrading him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did it make you feel bad for Cyril Khan or are you still like, eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, no. You still suck. No, I, I think, and, and this is fantastic about this series because when you get into Star Wars, you think, oh, Empire bad, Rebels mm. good. But this is the thing. Uh, it's like in life. It's a, a lot of gray areas. And and I know we're going to talk about it later, but there's so many characters and in other stories like Race Lone that joined mm -hmm. the Empire because they thought, oh, this is the right thing to do. Or joined the, the corpse in the case for, for Cyril that, okay, because we have to keep the law and order instead of, like, against the people trying to unbalance things. Mm -hmm. So from their perspective, they're doing the right thing. However, from our viewer point of view, we are invested on Andor, on Cassian. Mm -hmm. So of course, somebody chasing him 
and we can see him obsessing over the holocron and he's telling me like he's gonna follow follow this javert uh jumble john kind of <laughs> interaction with cassian yeah because yeah he's obsessed like oh i this guy slipped from my hands because i wasn't good enough yeah Oti, um i just lost my my train of thought but oh because we get her his mom kind of saying i'm gonna call your uncle, uncle and then after that conversation oh he never thought that you were kind of ready for law enforcement oh so what what should i be doing what does he think i should do you think he just got pushed into being this corporal because i don't know someone told him or i don't know his life is in such a disarray that i don't know what he's doing because he wants to and what he's just trying to make his I mean, mom happy so I really think that the corporal life goes with his way of being or how he presents himself and seeing mm. how his mother is. I can see where Cyril Khan comes from because she talks, she, she's a little bit maybe more loose, but she talks like him, very proper. Very, yeah. So I think like he grew into that and he's like, yeah, I like law and order. What's, oh, the corporals? Yeah, sure. Let me join Primor. So. Yeah, I don't know that whole interaction, and then when we cut back to it, and she's like, "Oh, you, you're extremely wrong about your uncle. He's gonna help. He's thinking what should, you should be doing." But then he's like, "Yeah, I heard half of your conversation just throwing me under the bus," and she's like, "Oh well, that you hear? You remember how to mock me? It was when you. Oh, I, I don't want to be a fly on the wall right now. Just get me out of here because this it's is uncomfortable." And, and you know. We, we were expecting this. Remember when mm -hmm. we, we talked about the pictures in the mm -hmm. Vanity Fair yeah. or Empire? Uh, I talked about it. It looks very uncomfortable. So Yes, and it was. And like you mentioned, Norhal, and we mentioned it all, probably every episode, one of the things we wanted to see in Andor was this other side to the Empire, that people are just there making a living. And when we get to Deidre, we'll see that because in her mind, she's doing like what she's supposed to be connecting all these dots that no one else is doing because that's her job. Yeah. She's not, she's not wrong. Yes. <laughs> like, this is how we'll do it. This. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the other family, yes. which is the Moth. So Mon Mothma and Pen Perrin Firtha and their daughter that we learned like three days before the episode that they had a kid. And here you go. Here's your teenage daughter that doesn't want anything to do with Mon Mothma. Basically, kind of, eh, you don't need to take me to school, I'm guessing, because you just want to show your face because you're too busy with work to kind of deal with what's going on. Do you now see Mon Mothma in a different light? That she's too busy or caught up with her work in the Senate and the rebellion that she has forgone her family? And maybe Perrin was a little bit right? Or is he kind of playing her mom against her daughter, put it in at odds because they just have a failing marriage. I, I got the feeling that he was pitting their yeah. daughter against her. And, and that's why I, I, I tweeted yesterday, like he's one of the, like he's a runner up for the worst TV <laughs> trash dudes of the year, along with Sir Kristen <laughs> Cole and Josh from She-Hulk. But I, I think, yeah, it, it gave me that impression. Like, uh, yeah me you don't care about uh, uh like me just just mm -hmm. just trying to save face for your senatorial duties but it it made me sad at a certain point because it reminded me of uh the interactions of mod Mod Ma with leia in leia princess of alderaan 
mm-hmm. and in Moving Target, another book, that you see this mentorial interaction with her. And it's like, oh, that's kind of sad. I don't know, maybe things get better between them, but it, it seems that at this point, they're not, they're not okay. Yeah. As a parent, I was hoping for more from that scene, not to end with her just kind of standing up and looking at her all the time for the support. I wanted her to try to reach out to her daughter and explain the reasoning behind it or why she wanted to take her to school or whatever. But it kind of, she kind of was defeated at that point. Alti, what was your sense during this scene? So I think both can be true. I think that um, what's uh, their daughter's name? Uh, Leida. Leida. Only yes. know because Mo put it on the chat. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Mo. Yeah. So I, I think Leida may have a reason to be resentful of Mon Mothma. And she kind of calls her out. She's like, you're yeah. just going for the photo op. And Mon mm-hmm. Mothma has nothing to say about that because maybe it's true. Maybe yeah. it's true. Yeah. But I think Perrin sees that and is maybe Enjoying weaponizing it. it. Yeah. So, yeah, he was yeah. Uh, at one point, he was greening. It's like, yeah, but when we get to the other scene, I'm having difficulties reading Perrin. Like, he's a douche, like, definitely. (laughs) But there's a a little thing at the end that I'm like, hmm, okay. So maybe you're not exactly what I thought. So, and I just want to say, like, their dynamic, if anyone's like, you know, up to date with real world politics, it reminds me so much of the Conways. You know, Kellyanne and George Conway. <laughs> he went for Trump. He's trying to yeah. take down Trump, and their daughter's in the middle, just making their life horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are right. It does have that. But I don't know. Are you talking about, I guess, the the scene where they're going back home yeah. after, I guess, the gala or the dinner we didn't see? He's like, oh, I guess this senator knows more about your life than I do. So it's yeah, a charitable so- foundation. You wouldn't care about. At the same time, you there has that, to be but- this conversation. Yeah, there's that, and we can get into that because it's interesting because yeah. I think that's how she's moving money. Mm-hmm. But there's that moment when he's going to tell the driver to take the highway or something. Yeah. yeah. And and he's like, before he touches the button, he goes like, what was his name? So he's like, you know, he, he maybe knows he's a douche and just trying to compensate. So I don't, I don't know. I'm having, again, I, I don't like him, but I think there could yeah. be a road for them to do something interesting with him. Yeah, I kind of saw that they were trying to show that Mon Mothma's not as, I don't want to say great, but it's not the one that's doing everything perfect in the relationship. Yeah, he sucks, he's a douche or whatever, but she might not be putting enough on her part for the family. If the relationship is shot, then that's fine, but you still have a daughter, you want to have that relationship, and when she gets called out, like you said, it's like, ah, she didn't have a comeback for it, so... A very interesting dynamic for both families. All because the Empire got in the way. Yes. All right. So we mentioned a little bit before again, we're going kind of off script, of not in order, but we mentioned the writing. And anyone that has seen some of my book reviews knows I love my quotes. My Star Wars quotes, some of the things I look forward to reading books. And there's a lot of great quotes in this episode, starting with the title for it, The Act Forgets. And then we have, what's it, Skin? So The Act Forgets, but The Tree Remembers. The Tree Remembers. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you're you're doing something great. Because this is a line that then goes to what the other, I forget the name of the kid that's writing the manifesto. Nemic. Nemic. Talking about oh, the Empire hides, it's easier to hide behind 40 atrocities than to have us focus on one. 
I so, love that line. Yes. Yeah. So again, Oti, kind of real world. We've seen this the past four or five years when week after week it's a new thing that you can't and keep up and then we get desensitized and all that stuff. And this yeah, is... Yeah, it was literally taken from that time period because it, it was just that. Just creates so much smoke that you don't have any idea where the fire really is. Yeah. So I, I love that line. For you, Norha, are you liking these parallels to real life, basically? Yes, then indeed. I enjoy that they're presenting how the motivations of all these uh, characters that we're seeing are coming together. And we know what it's going to end up doing. It's going to be the Rebel Alliance. They're going to fight. But at a certain point, I mean, we can remember Rogue One. At that mm -hmm. point, they were like, ah, what do we do? Do we fight? We don't fight. I mean, they were supposed to be already an, a, a, an alliance, but they were still struggling to come up into a consensus so at this point it is fantastic to see that everyday people coming up with those uh realizations those epiphanies that hey yeah we need to do something and it doesn't seem with nemic was fantastic because you see oh we have this technology that it was so it's so ancient that the empire is not messing with it yeah. so we, <laughs> we we go and step beyond them so it is, it is really neat to see and like going back to that act, the character skin, yeah, skin, mm -hmm. the, with the tattoos, like w everything that meant. And maybe the emperor is not gonna, he, he stops, uh, he uh, uh, faces uh, any random empire and, and representative and officer. They're not gonna be like, yeah, I don't know who you are, but yeah, he knows what the emperor mm -hmm. has done to him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to that in a minute. So there was two more quotes that I love. I think one of them kind of ties to Cyril. Cyril and his mom is when she goes, oh, you should wear something or whatever. That, that you should say, I promise to disappoint you. Which is how she yeah. goes. Kind of, I know it's slap in the face. Like, oh, man, that's I a hard one. Disappoint you. Yeah. Disappoint you. And then when everyone's kind of talking of why they're there, I don't remember if it was Keen or maybe Veil that says, everyone has their own rebellion. Like everyone has a reason to hate the empire. It's another yeah. great line. I, I love that line because it really goes into what the episode is doing, Cassian mm -hmm. learning about each people and their reasons yeah. why they're there. And it doesn't really have to be like this very ideological reason, you know. Skeen has a, he's literally there for revenge. Um, what was the kid's name? I always forget. Nemec. Nemec, <laughs> Nemec is like a romantic. He, he, he has like a romance with the fight and what mm -hmm. it means and. So it, it, I think it's uh, that was one of the most interesting things. All right, so let's jump into Skeen and not trusting Cassian, yes. not trusting anyone there. And like you mentioned, Norhal, he's, he's there without his shirt, showing his tattoos from prison for a reason. He's doing that on purpose for Cassian. He's, there's a reason he's there without his shirt. Oh, you know what this is? Trade heads or whatever. And then the other tattoo is like, I've done time. I can mess you up quick. So don't try anything. Oh, yeah, I'll just put your stuff to the side because I need to check it. And then as it goes on through the through the episode, but it shows a great, and I get a great parallel to when we meet Jean Erso in Rogue One. She doesn't trust Cassian. We have that oh. great scene with trust goes both ways when she's asking about for the blaster and K2's like, oh, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. But now we're seeing that on Andor's side, kind of not trusting anyone, people not trusting him. But 
kind of was a great build-up for the whole episode because you didn't know where it was going to go by the end when Skin, Conrad Nemec. Conrad Nemec, yeah. When Skin finds the Kyber Crystal. And it's like, I knew it. You have a 30,000 credit jewel with you and you're in here in the mud. What the hell is going on? So yeah, it was a great kind of, the whole episode just having that trust issues for everyone and also for the Empire. And we'll get to that soon, but... Is anyone make? Uh, of course, a lot of people are making it alive, but who's not making it out alive from next week? Ah, Someone, someone's not making it. Namek is dead. Namek is gone. <laughs> you think? Skin is gone. Yeah. Do you oh. think he's going to die saving Andor or something? Or I don't know. I think he's just going to die. <laughs> I'm not sure about Bale. I think maybe uh, one of the empires that she's going to face, the emperor officers she's going to face, is going to take off his, his face and it's going to be Arya Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was, she was on. Yeah. The girl is Arya Stark and she's going to Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't everywhere. Know. Yeah, I don't know who, but someone's not making it. It's either, me I mean, Nemic or Skin. I, don't, I think Skin is gone. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's gone. I don't see Namek making it, man. Like I, I, this is like before the rebellion. So the way I see it, we have to see the empire be like cruel, like very yes. cruel to these characters and these very crucial moments. So I think that's where we're going. And another thing that I that I see is that even if okay, Namek is all enthusiastic and really strong in his ideals but we saw in the scene where uh, Cassian was telling them about the weight <laughs> for the ship it's like dude it's not just for good intentions you're gonna deliver a plan a heist to take on the take down the empire it's, I mean unfortunately like Oti said yeah it's before the rebellion it's when the empire was cruel I don't care mm -hmm. they're gonna take over but are we planning to talk about that scene with the weight? Yeah. So there was another great scene because he's like, is this a test? Are you testing I me to see if I know how? That was a great, great scene. That, that was like my little moment of the week because I, I always <laughs> yes. mention the little moments. And yeah. we don't need that scene. But again, it adds to what's happening. I, mm -hmm. I love that. Wait, 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 wait. You don't know how to calibrate it? <laughs> and <laughs> I, again, yeah. it... it, it because the way I see it, it's a very Rogue One thing. Like, uh, how are we going to get the ship out of there? We'll we'll get to that when we get there. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll, we're going to take every yeah. chance we, we can. But, like, at, to a certain point, it's like, I, I kind of feel that's the kind of thing they were like, yeah, no, we'll get to that. And it's like, yeah, it's the night before the test and you haven't mm. studied. Like, how are you going to do this? <laughs> yeah, and I loved it because it was so simple. Like, there's a lever next to it. You pull it and the gate shows you the weight. That's it. And you guys thinking, yeah. oh, it's not in the manual. It's an add-on. Come on, dude. Keep up. What, what were you going to do if I wasn't here? And at that point, you see Cassian starting to climb up the ranks a little bit in being a leader. Because then he said, if we're doing this, I'm, I'm piloting. I don't care. It's my ass out there. Like he, like he says, I'm going to drive this ship. And then later on, when they're practicing how to walk to the to the gate and he said, like, oh, we got to switch because he's a lefty, he's righty, but was shoes left, yes. you're this, that. It's like, yeah. okay, he's he's starting to show his importance and his leadership in the group, which I don't know if that's going to come back at the end of this kind of three episode art to kind of bite him in the, in the butt. Mm 
But I love that we're starting to see that from him. But yeah, that scene talking about, oh, tell us how you get this off the, the ramp or whatever. It's like, are you sure? Are you sure it's there? It's in the trash. Yeah, yeah, it's there. We see it every, every day. And you don't know how to take it off. Oh, we just want to make sure that we know. <laughs> no, no, you don't know. Oh my God. You don't know. Yeah. Um, Imperial Engineer, they mention it again. We have Imperial Engineer coming today. Are we, are seeing... we blind? <laughs> are we getting Krennic? Is it Galen or so? Is it someone else? We're just going to see a shadow kind of walking by and we think it's someone we know. Who is it, Arthur? Who's coming next? I, I, I was going to say it's 100% Krennic, but I just, you know, speculate responsibly. This is not the first time that... <laughs> A, Mar uh, uh, a Disney show teases, teases an engineer that everyone's like, it has to be this person and it's ah. no one. Like, remember WandaVision when they teased Reed yeah. Richards and it never yeah. happened because <laughs> it was just a random person? So yeah. maybe it's Galen. Maybe it's Krennic. Maybe it's just John it's Smith random. who just graduated from engineering <laughs> school and it's going to go fix the water or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think, Norhal? Do you think we're getting... Jalen Erso next week, or I mean, is it that would be fantastic? Keep giving <laughs> me the rebel captain connections, uh, Cassie and Jean. But uh, I agree with OT, I've been burned before with <laughs> one division. Like, yeah, I know it's gonna be it's just a random, so it's fine. I mean, if it's Galen, that would be awesome because more the more Matt Smickelson we can get, mm -hmm. the better. But yeah. If it's just a random yeah, it's okay. I, I honestly can see it be like Krennic or because it's Tony Gilroy and I can just see him be like, yeah, yeah I liked working with uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Let's bring him back. Or I like working with uh, Matt Smickelson. Let's bring him back. All right. So I'm going to put my Star Wars credential on the line. But was Krennic an engineer? I don't remember. I think him. so. I think I so. Think I so. think he was. Because he and uh, Galen came up with the idea for the, for the Death Star when they were in school, I think. All right, I didn't do too well, but I, I think I mean, uh, Galen is the mastermind, like, yes. Renig, he's probably the guy who like copied the, okay. the project, yeah. but he's an engineer, so yeah. So, when I hear Empire Imperial Engineer, I go to Galen Erso. But if you tell me that just one of the two is gonna make a cameo, I go with Krennic because it makes so. more sense for Krennic to be there, especially. Yeah kind of going over the plans for this new facility that supposedly they want to build, makes sense that it's Krennic. And if it's just in kind of walking down the hallway and that's all that we see, I'm give happy. Cape. Just give I me know. the cape flowing in just the wind. give me the cape flowing yeah. and that will be I don't fun. need to see him. Just that cape just whooshing by. I'll be happy. Give me that scene and they cut from a one when he goes into the water with the cape. Ah, yeah. Yeah, just give me that. <laughs> There's a lot of water there in that planet. He can just be yeah, walking Recreate there. that scene. Recreate yeah. it. Yes. Talking about great scenes in the water. We get that TIE fighter in low orbit and then just through the water going up. Come on. We're now we're seeing X-Wings doing that and TIE fighters. Just love but it. I, I love the the use of the tire fighter because like three weeks ago I was here saying oh that roar it makes yeah. me so happy I was terrified in this episode <laughs> when I heard that roar. Yes. and it's it, tie fighters are usually like cannon fodder for mm -hmm. for the x-wings and in this episode just like one tie fighter could end this whole operation yeah yeah because they quickly go hide the gun so they don't know that we're here and 
Th th that pilot is such a douche. Like he saw them, or they saw the them. And it was like, let's just pass it like right through them to scare them. Like, he watched Top Gun Maverick. He had to do it. Yeah. yeah. But Norhal, as you mentioned earlier, from Lost Stars, how people just join the Empire because they think it's the right thing to do. And someone else posted on Twitter after that scene came out, and I can't remember which one of the two characters said from Lost Stars that, oh, my job right now just is flying my TIE fighter and making people remember that the Empire is still in charge. Which is basically just flying around and showing the TIE fighter to scare people, and that's what this was. But it was a great use. It's, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Nor how last week we saw Luthen Rail, very powerful, telling everyone what to do. But here by the end, he's a nervous wreck. He's trying to find uh, what's going on in the radio, try to get some signal. I forget the name of his assistant or his coworker. Kind of, hey, it's not happening. Just kind uh, of chill out. What I were thought, you discussing? I just want to say, I thought it was an assistant, but she seems to be like very on top of everything. Yeah. Very, very involved, right? So, yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts on that scene or how scenes Luth and kind of disheveled right before the mission? One fleeting thought that I had during that scene was, of course, we we know he was uh, about Aldani, right? To hear mm -hmm. back. But for a, just kind of fleeting, like, oh, what if he's... They sh of course, they're not going to give us any, any Easter eggs that are not necessary. But just the communication with Fulcrum would be <laughs> like, ah, oh, oh, my God. Because, I mean, we are, and, and that's something that we were talking about, uh, that, hey, this show is happening at the same time that Ezra joins the mm -hmm. Ghost crew. So, I mean, we know who's Fulcrum mm -hmm. at that point. So, I mean, of course, maybe they, like, we know, or what we infer at this point, is that everything is spread out and there has some point of contact. But... It would be fantastic if there was some some connection. But nevertheless, going back to the Aldani, yeah, he was kind of like worried that things would not work out. But I I I like the character of the assistant, and I'm failing to know to remember Kia Claya, yeah, that she was like, hey, you know, this <laughs> is like trying to ground him, it's like, hey, this yeah. is. Today we have to wait. I mean, she, well, that, she that was that was helpful for him because yeah. we saw oh, in the yeah. previous episode how he kind of transformed. But at the mm -hmm. at the at the end of the day, he's maybe yeah, he's nervous. Yeah. Lt, any chance that he might have been trying to contact Fulcrum, or was he just trying to listen in on any? I think he was trying to listen in to see if there was a message or something, but mm -hmm. you, you know where I am, Alberto. I'm expecting Ahsoka to show up. Like, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Yes. If it's a hologram or just we get that fulcrum ah, signal, maybe we'll and then I'm with oh. lightsabers and like cover <laughs> me. <laughs> no, no, then nah. I know you're joking, much. but that, that, that would be too much. But I, I'm really expecting her to show up. Honestly. Maybe. Maybe we get a, a message or something from her. But I won't get upset if she doesn't. Yeah. Yes. As, so, I, do, uh, I just want to say this. I literally saw people upset that they didn't follow up on the Starkiller armor on the back. Oh, no. Like, it's just a freaking Easter egg. Let Easter eggs be Easter eggs. For God's sake. Just, 
See, or well, I forget the name. Why, why, why would they show place. that if they're not going to do anything with that? Yeah, yeah. well, they had uh, Indiana Jones whips. Where is he coming in? Carbonite. <laughs> and we got holocrons in the background this week. Where is Mo? Yeah, <laughs> you first uh, start Mo, is there? Mo has a point, by the way. Um, Cassian does turn into a fulcrum agent. Exactly. So yeah. there, there will be connections to it, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Season two. Season two, maybe. Well, who knows? Yeah. Actually, uh, in the previous Emmys, it was funny because that I said when Diego Luna was presenting their word, I said, oh my God, they just need Agent Kellos to have all the fulcrum agents in, in, on stage. That would be... I, I mean, if they want to get... Kellos would be great. And it oh, makes yeah. sense to have Kellos when, uh, if Deidre gets in, when she's talking about these connections, maybe she hears about Lothal and she hears something, oh, I heard something happened in Lothal. That, that'll be that'll be great. I'll take that over Sina Soka. <laughs> Give me a Lothal message. <laughs> 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 Uh, but in that conversation with, I forget, I'm just going to go to the comments real Playa. quick, with Playa, thank you, when she's like, and I've done this with my kids, with myself, by this time tomorrow, it will all be over. And it's like, oh, just be beginning or starting. It's like, oh, the start of the rebellion. If this goes well, the missions keep going. And, oh, that was so great as a Star Wars fan, I don't know what's going to happen. <sighs> um, Bell and Cinta, we haven't talked about them. Kind of yes. confirmation. We have a... LGBTQ couple out there, Cassian, don't get any ideas. She's sharing her blanket, like skin. Because yeah. Cassian, every time he talks to Cinta, a couple of seconds later, Bell is there kind of in the middle. But now we got a little bit confirmation. What do you want, buddy? You yeah. want, buddy? <laughs> Go dress yourself. You, you can put your own bandage. But yeah, it's good to have that representation, as we always say in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. All right, Oti. Uh, actually, Norha, let's start with you. Didra. Kind of. There's a shipping. There's a shipping. <laughs> oh, there's Bill a shipping. Bill. Bill Sinta. That's a good one. That's a Star Wars name right there. Yeah. <laughs> so know how. Let's let's talk about Didra, another one kind of doing her job for the Empire. Yeah. And she sees uh, I forget the name Blevin kind of walking back after his time on on Ferric kind of, yeah, you're going to take over this, and he's coming back, whatever, and she's like, ah, this is too random to be random, which is another great line. That line. That's a great line. This yeah. is too random to be random, and it's fantastic because we see, and we've been we're, we're familiar with how the Rebellion has been operating from Rebel Season 1 when we find out, mm -hmm. oh, well, yeah, there's a lot of Rebel cells out there, yeah. and all across the, the Rebel Seasons, then Rogue One, we will keep learning more about how the rebellion came up together. But it is fantastic because she is actually not wrong, like you said. It's like, yes. yeah, I mean, this is, but she's being this, like, the, like, oh, no, that's, that's not, I mean, to, to, you're seeing things, you're reaching, mm. right? Yeah. But we know, I mean, we as, a, as a viewers, <laughs> we know that she's right. By the way, we, we get a castle name drop. Yes. They mentioned yeah. what happened in Kessel. Kessel, they measure Hossian Prime for the second time. They measure Hossian Prime that week yeah. before in the airport. They measure it today. I mean, on this episode. Do, right, love they, it. Do, do you think they're referring to the coaxium thing? I, was saying, I didn't get that. I didn't hear that Kessel. Oh, okay. You see, in that scene when they're talking about everything that's been stolen, yeah. oh, man, I'm going to go back. You know, when they mess on when he was on Mimba, now give me solo, give me solo there. Yeah, they need a, yeah, that 
Give me someone chewy. Just bring a name for they gotta do something. Oh, yeah. so great. But yeah, that scene of her and whatever his name is, the other guy that hasn't slept in three days, looks like it. And they're like, it's too random to be random. She's like, this is how we'll do it. Don't jump the same fence twice. A little bit from here, a little bit from there. Let's keep looking. So again, they're just doing her, their job. And she's right. I think she's going to get shot down soon when the other, the ISB guy, I forget his name. Yeah, uh, Blevin. Blevin or no, the, Major Partagas. Yeah, the other guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. She's going to come with some magic and just create them into zombies. Um, so I think she's going to get shot down, but then once she meets um, Cyril Karn, then they'll go off I, to find Cassian. I'm dying for them to meet. I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. They're like, mate for each other. He's going to go, ah, finally. <laughs> get me out of here. She's like, dude, get your together. <laughs> yeah, but but again, I mean, in, in I like that. And I, I think, well, it was really brief when Blevin was on Ferex interacting mm. with the other officer who wanted to be a prefect or something like that. <laughs> you see that they're so human. I mean, they're not like, oh, yeah, or they're so random, like like normal. Uh, not, not like, oh, yeah, we want to be in the Empire because of we believe. No, I mean, they're not Tarkin or Tron. Mm -hmm. They're or not truly yours. Exactly. They just see a window of opportunity. And yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do my job, yeah. and I want to get another position. Be called prefect, even if you don't pay me. But yeah, just give me a title. It's a better title. That's all I yeah. want. We've been there. I want a better title sometimes, and I've seen people. Ah, oh, it's better title. No new responsibilities or anything. It's just a different title. Yeah. Um. So another great thing about when all these distrust and whatever, I almost want to say, Ultimate, you mentioned that Deidre is gonna go. Hey, get your Actuate together. She's gonna grab the the cereal bowl and just throw it in his face. So, uh, yeah. But I love another milk thing. It's when Skin kind of goes to Andor to Cassian. Hey, we got a busy morning. Finish your milk. And he's like, just throw it. It's like, shut the hell up. I know. I was gonna drink it, but not, I won't because you just mentioned it. I know those little things is what made this episode. Even though it's a slow burn, it's all these characters are so well. Through, throughout the whole season, it's like, oh, oh man, I know it's slow. I prefer if we get a different type of how they're presented to us, but oh man, that writing is just great. I mean, uh, but you know what? Like, uh, even contradicting myself, uh, having a week between episodes, it let us marinate on those little yeah. moments because if we yeah. binge through the yard, maybe we're going to miss them. Yeah. Come on, don't do that. I like our first time. We all were in agreement, give us all three. But yeah, no, no I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we didn't talk about him. Let's real quick. And I didn't I have it on my phone. I Mo, don't tell me the name. I'm gonna find it, Mo. So sorry for yeah. uh, then I write it down. Lieutenant Gorn. Here we Gorn. go. Yeah. Lieutenant Gorn and his motivations. Because Cassian keeps asking, we all want to know why is Gorn doing this? Why is he betraying the Empire? Here we know. He fell in love with an Aldani woman. Kind of, she was killed. They don't kind of say this like, ah, he lost her or something, and now he's, and that's, I think, when they mention everyone's fighting their own rebellion. 
-hmm. And there's that great scene when he's doing his rounds and the other guys say, hey, I'm just here kind of taking a break. Oh, we can still smell them. Can you imagine thousands of people here? And he's like, yeah, I can. Yeah. And then we get yeah. the reveal. It's like, oh, okay, I understand. So it's a like great, again, to get the motivation behind everyone. And there's also that little scene at the beginning, which I didn't get at the time, but when he's like mad at the other Imperial dudes for... <laughs> Yeah, for for using the the temple thing for oh. target practice. Target and, practice. Yeah. Yes, and then he's still human. Letting the other guys, although it's part of the plan. Oh, can we uh, go up? No one wants to be an old Dan. It's not our first choice. Can we at least see this event that only happens three years? And he's like, Yeah, that's what I want. Just everyone out of the vault, so <laughs> they can steal this easier. But Cash shows his human side, and I want this painted two days from now. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so again, another great episode. A little bit not, yeah, it was a slow burn, but it's very similar to the first one. So I think that's why it kind of gets all mangled up. Mm -hmm. But it's gonna, it's pointing to a great finale for this three episode arc next week. So very looking forward to it. Um, so, no, how anything else about this episode of Andor that we forgot to mention before we move on to some other things I out there? I think we, yeah, we covered pretty much everything and definitely yeah. looking forward to see the conclusion of but this arc. We we didn't talk about the scene when Skeen uh, confronts Cassian. Well, sort of we mentioned sure. it, but mention I, it. I, I love that Cassian opens up and he's like, yeah, yeah just let's just get this out of the way. I'm here for I'm being paid. Yeah. 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 And it goes to the whole Rogue One, like trust goes both, both, mm -hmm. both ways. And, you know, the minute that happens, I think that lessens the tension in in the group like he's not here for the most honorable uh, reasons but at but least we know here. what's up we know why he's here and you know nemec at first may be disappointed but we see him like they're cool and then mm -hmm. that prompts scheme to be like hey you trust me i'm gonna trust you i'm gonna tell you what happened to me so yeah i, I like that scene <sighs> What I love also about that scene is when everyone's, oh, you should have told us, you should have told us. It's like, what's the difference? One extra yeah. day, you're going to be worrying about it. Don't use me as an excuse if you don't want to do the mission. I, I love that. That was, yeah, that was. Like, we're all afraid. Don't use me as an excuse if you're, I'll walk out. You guys was, decide. It's not on me. Oh. He was right there on the money. Yep. And they all shut up. Yeah. So great writing, great acting. We keep saying, can't wait for next week and then to see how it goes we still haven't seen so guerrera which i thought we were getting this week but um Luther I think probably be next arc maybe yes maybe do you think because don't tell me sorry and i had it here i'm gonna look for it again i forgot her name Clea. when Clea tells Luther, hey get cleaned up or whatever we got a client tomorrow Oh. Do you think we're oh. gonna see somebody's just kind of a hey, we got stuff to do, just uh, whatever, just go? Or do you think we're think going it, back? I don't think it's Sagarera because no, nah, he's not going to be. Be <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so But hmm, I don't, maybe it's just like yeah, we'll I think we just a day in the shop. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I think. We'll Even though the previous episode, Mon Mothma kind of tells um, Perrin that she's taking the present back, that gift that. Mm -hmm. So maybe she's going back to talk to him, but to say, hey, I moved some money around or something. But all right. So, yeah, that kind of does it for Andor. And I, I asked, oh, man, I'm messing with my controls. I asked um, Amy to tell us what she thought about the High Republic panel. She wrote, 
so much new High Republic stuff, some gorgeous cover art, hoping for a few happy endings. Oh, yes, please. Uh, probably not, but that's what we want. But happy that phase two is coming in a single phase and we get phase three next fall. Excellent. Yeah, we're all kind of on that same boat. So yeah, yeah. great stuff out there. All right, so from there, we go to our newest segment. We talk about something else that's not Star Wars in this great world of fandom. I don't know why I said that, but a world <laughs> between fandoms. There's my intro. That tardy sound gets louder every week for some reason, which I'm not caught up with Doctor Who, as you know. I'm doing my rewatch, but the current doctor, she's going through her regeneration in the next episode as we bring in a new oh, doctor. Oh, so we're going to get the new one? Yes. I know um, what regeneration is. And she's, fun fact, she's my Avar Chris. Yes. 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 She'll be a great Avar Chris. Jody Worker. Yeah. And we have the 60th anniversary soon where all the doctors come back. David Tennant's there. Matt Mitz is not confirmed, but he will show up. I even saw... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. And yeah, and he's gonna be there. You might even match me, guess there with that Targaryen hair, all blonde. Yeah, that would be oh man, <laughs> what am I doing here? All right, so what we doing, fandoms? Alti, we're gonna start with you. We said it before, She Hulk. So you're not up to date on She Hulk, you haven't watched a single episode. Nope. But do you do you just want to go or do you want me to kind of say what the episode I just, was about? I just, uh, I just want to say, I'm so tired about on, on the discourse on this show. And every time I learn a little bit more on why people are upset, I get upset. Because it's like, <laughs> come on, like, enjoy something. And if you don't enjoy it, don't watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, if if you saw the first three episodes of She-Hulk and you're like, this is not for me, why are you Hold still on. watching it? Mm -hmm. and, if, and if you're like some kind of masochist who's like, yeah, I, I like being upset, don't put it on Twitter. Like, <laughs> I don't care. That whole thing, like, they never set up that he would have a one night set. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> this is a guy Stay. who dresses up as the devil to Stay. beat the crap out Stay. of me. Yeah, like, sure. Come on. Like, are, are sins really an issue right now? <laughs> Have you, you seen that intro to the Daredevil series? Just that intro, so all the blood on the yeah, uh, that, justice. And, and that's kind of the debacle of uh, Matt Murdock. Like, he's a devout Christian who do, does his horrible things at night. And that's why like, he goes to the priest and tells and confesses every night. Yes, yes, even before yes. he says, I what I'm gonna do tonight, you're not gonna yeah, like it. That's the beginning of the series. It was like <laughs> And, you know, in every comic, in every Daredevil comic, we have that iconic scene where he goes to the priest. Like, it's a yeah. part of the character. And I don't think a one-night stand is the, the thing that breaks the character. Come yeah. on. <laughs> well, he had, like, four. Every season, he hooked up yeah. with someone new. Sometimes for fun, like, when, about this topic, that, mm. oh, he's a supposed practicing Catholic. I'm trying to, like, the poster, whoever posted I mean, if you're bothered about this, it's because you are a Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I'm tempted just for fun. Like, it started like, okay, question, give me the Ten Commandments. What are the. <laughs> and like, dude, I mean, you're supposed to be complaining about that imaginary character because it's not it, real. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into like religion or anything, but you know, I'm not an atheist. I'm kind of a Catholic. I went to Catholic I, school yeah. my whole life. I've never watched the, the show and be like, Hmm. Exactly. How, like, how accurate is this with the dogma? Like, mm -hmm. come on! <laughs> it's 
sex. Yeah. Were, they they clutched their pearls like, ah, oh, this is like this makes yeah. It's probably the same people that think that Punisher will be pro cop. So we'll leave it at that. But nor how and we'll get back to it. A word on that. Yes. Uh, have you been watching She-Hulk? Are you caught up? Yeah. At least I have a, can have a conversation with someone about She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been I've been enjoying it. It's it's fun. It's it's comedy. And yeah, I think it goes along with the, the character. And I know that. We just recently, perhaps you guys uh, um, mentioned about the Deadpool uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's like, oh my God, we're going to have another fourth wall breaker. That's yeah, so, you know, that would be very interesting. And I mentioned to all the first three episodes, I was kind of eh on the series, but the last four, I guess at this point, four or five, I really enjoy because like you said, Ote, if at this point you don't know what the show is about, then get a new hobby. Once I saw what the show was about, and it kind of focused more on the comedy side of it and the superhero stuff was in the background, I started enjoying it a lot more. And this episode, the same thing. Here we get Matt Murdock comes in to help. I forgot the name, but the designer. The guy that designs the clothes is my favorite yeah, character. Okay. He's so funny. He's great. He comes in to help. Matt Murdock comes in to help him in this case that he's got against the other leapfrog or whatever his name was. Yeah. And I love everything. Hello. Oh, Dale Hello is here. There. How are you doing, Dale? Thanks for joining us. And Mo's also enjoying She-Hulk, but man, that the ending yeah. was heartbreaking. The, the yes. ending was... So we, last week, Oti, we kind of mentioned, or I mentioned, I guess, that everything was fine. And then the ending to the previous episode was this guy, Josh, stealing the information from her phone to post it online in this intelligence or whatever this fandom menace for chan website is and then all that we had the whole episode there there was there is a great very fun back and forth the dynamics between matt and jen walters is great of yeah. course it makes sense for them to hook up because it was the chemistry was there but then at the end her whole life is kind of put on display in this you say you don't care all right you can say there but like know like you said it's very it's something that mostly women out there go through. I yeah. can't relate to that, but it was very revealing. And we said how kind of okay we were watching um, Cyril Connor and his Mongo out it, but this was even worse. And it's something that, again, real life happens out there. It's kind of, oh, it's so yeah. gross that this happens. So for me, her reaction was expected, well, but I know that for the people that are freaked out, of course, there's a green hole going nuts. Yeah. No, and, and I agree with you. I mean, it was relatable for a lot of mm. us women out there. and But I think that, at this, I mean, their interaction, Daredevil and, and, and Shiho was really, and Matt and, and Jen. Mm. And it was fantastic because in the previous episodes, what we've seen is that hey, she wants to, like, do, just have her life, mm. meet someone. And this is interesting that the guy she hooks up with is blind yeah so he, he doesn't know mm -hmm. between jen uh, she is the same person sure Obviously, yeah he with his echolocation he perceives this different set of powers but however for him is the same person. it's the same person yeah that's right fantastic. yeah that's a great way to look at it i didn't get, kind of think about it that way well, yeah, because everyone else 
always has a distinction between her. Do they like Jen? Do they like She-Hulk? Both or whatever. And then here is for for Matt, it's the same thing. It's the same person, which is great because that's what she wants. So yeah, that was great. I hope we get more between them because again, their chemistry was off the charts. Yes. But yeah, that ending, not the not the best one to kind of look at because again, it's something very personal that got kind of thrown there. Just her having a relationship with someone. I don't know if it was with Joss and he just videotaped it. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how then the series end next week, how this goes forward, how people now view her because she kind of holds out or whatever, so. We'll see where this season, this yeah. series kind of goes. All right, Alti, you're back. Yay. You know where we're going? Rings Which of one? Power. <sighs> it's Rings of Power, dude. I watched you know, it. I'm love Thank you. Finally watched it on time. I'm loving this series. My favorite thing out there right now. Ando, I love you, but it's all about Rings of Power for me. Um, previous episode of the charts. All action. We got. I I watched it right after the show, yeah. and I, I we talked. And <laughs> the minute, uh, not to get like very into detail because I know Noah has, hasn't seen it, but the minute I saw where the water was heading, I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was same thing. I'm like, it they're gonna crazy. drown the town, and then, oh no! All right. So to try to not spoil too much for No Howl out there, but this was the aftermath. This whole episode, which I expected was going to be a lot slower. It's not going to be as action-packed as the previous one, as we set up the finale next week. But it's all about the aftermath to the explosion and the creation of this place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love the beginning of it. That it wasn't, oh, there's an explosion and now we're all just covering ash and we're back in the settlement. It takes 50 minutes of they're still dealing with everything. Yeah, Everything's on fire. Galadriel doesn't know where to go. Trying who's to alive? alive. Yeah, we don't know yeah. for most of the episode. Well, uh, there's also this prequel thing like, yeah, we know Galadriel can die. We know Elendil can die. We know Isildur can die. But the rest, it was like, I was afraid up for Aaron Deer and Brown. I was like, where are they? I'll be honest, I thought Brown had ate it. <laughs> Me too. When... They teased it a couple of times in the last episode. Be yeah, because before this we get is Elendil with a fake out with the Sildur. And then we go to the Hutch or whatever. We get the fake out with Bronwyn when Theo thinks she's the one helping. And then we see the hair under the blanket. I like, oh crap, they did it. They killed her. I was very afraid for Bronwyn. I'm glad she's still alive. Me too. Me too. But I love also in this episode how Theo, how Gala how Theo helps Galadriel see the path she was going. Because Theo is yeah. a mirror for her. He's going through that path mm -hmm. and she's like, ah, I can't. I gotta help him out because we can't right now. We can't just go battle. First episode, she was leaving the other elves behind because we had to find Sauron. And here, when he said, oh, we got to go and fight them, he's like, no, no, this is done. We can't do it right now. We got to go through it. And we got a mention. People were waiting. Isn't she married? Where's Caliborn? Why is she going? What's this Halbrand guy she, going? She, she mentions it. Do you think that what she mentions is right? Or is she, or is she just doesn't know because she hasn't seen him? I think she maybe doesn't know. Maybe that's her yeah. truth. 
Yes, exactly. I think that she believes that what she said happened, happened. But I think it's going to be a surprise. I don't know if this season or next season, it's going to be so, a surprise. Okay. It should be around, and I'll say that's the only time that I said, oh, man, they're changing the canon too much. And I know it's difficult because of the rights that they have, what they can show and what they can't. But when I she mean, said... if that's in the Silmarillion and not in the appendixes, they really have to, like, work around it because... Yes. So I don't know. So it can be the way to, okay, this uh, that happened, so now mm -hmm. this is our canon. But I think it's that, like she said, I haven't seen him since then. I think that's her truth, and it's going to come back to play later. Um, I'm so sad for Beric, the horse. He wants to go for Isildur. I'm so man, sad. That scene at the beginning with the horse on fire, oh, that man. was heartbreaking. Yes. That was heartbreaking. <sighs> Every time a horse gets hurt, I'm, I'm afraid. Horses, they got to put that big sign that... Content warning. Warning. Content you, warning. Even in the previous episode when Adar from some, from the horse, I'm like, is the horse okay? He was, yeah. thankfully. <laughs> I was, you better not stab the horse. Okay, yeah. you put in the, and they show the horse getting up and yeah. leaving. Okay, he's fine. Uh, but yeah, that scene was heartbreaking. Seeing Beric, we know there's that connection that Elendil kind of mentioned the episode before that, hey, no, they know your feelings. Yeah. And then here we go. He's like, ah, I gotta go find Isildur. I'm so mad at Elendil that he didn't get on Beric and go back to find his son. That's the only thing uh, I'll say. He thinks that his son is dead. I'm like, dude, just go find him. But I also think like his sense of duty is bigger than mm. him being Isildur's fa uh, father. Yeah, and that's something that he's made very clear to him. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm in charge here. I, I have a role to play. And I think like in this episode, we see him struggling with that because yeah, even at I the end. When the queen says, "Oh, we're coming back," and he just breaks down, he's like, I, "We can, we, yeah, we're gonna kill more of our people just for this battle." Oh, I already lost my son. So yeah, that, because um, he, he, he thought that we're gonna leave, we're going yeah, back home. This is over, and the queen's like, "Nope." Before oh, we that, that, that scene with the, the with the queen regent was so heartbreaking. Also, oh, she he's like, I, "I can only see gray." Oh. Yeah, when did we leave? Oh, we lived a mile away. A mile ago. Um, so before we go to when they're coming back and just kind of thinking for next episode, then we have your friend Durian and Elrond are back. Another yeah. great scene. We get Disa. I love everything. That relationship between Elrond and Durian is great. We also have father and son going at it. They're, they're, they're clashing because yeah. we got that moment when um, Durian sees the effect of the yeah. mithril on the evil spreading. And he's like, no, 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 Elrond, <laughs> come over here. <laughs> come back. Yeah. But, and that, le sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so, yeah, they had a fight. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Father and son. Yeah, there's there's odds. We all know that. He, Durin's father, during the third, I guess. Durin. The leaf, <laughs> Durin, Durin. Like Elrond is saying, oh, Durin, son of Durin. Durin. Son of Durin. He's like, yeah. shut up. Okay. Um, he throws the leaf through the, the cavern of Mithril. Goes down as it's going down. I'm like, okay, I know, I, I knew we all knew where we get ready, it's coming, it burns up, and there's the Balrog. Just ah. and I loved it. And I hope we get him back, but I don't know if this is just foreshadowing for what's going to happen a thousand years from now. I mean, I think we're going to get that honestly. The fall of uh, Ministerith and Ministerith, yeah, I, I think we're getting that. 
Yeah, just gonna be Casa Doom and <sighs> Mines of Moria just falling down. And all right, this is gonna be great. But for next week, because go ahead. No, no, no. no? All right. So, like you said, they're going back to Numenor. Queen Regent is going back, bringing more people. We know that Farazon doesn't want this. No. So that's going to be a clash there that maybe it's like anyone that leaves won't come back. And that's why then Elendil becomes the first king of Gondor when they set that up because they can't go back to Numenor. I think they're going to get banished. We have Galadriel going to find the other elves. So now her conversation with Gil-Gadad that thinks she's in Valinor living the life and with Elrond. Those two conversations, I'm very interested to see where they're going to go. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get um, the destruction of Numenor in the finale? I don't know. I don't know where the finale is going, to be honest with I you, no because idea. I don't think we're getting Sauron kind of revealed. But the trailers are teaching it. <laughs> The trailers, oh man, the trailers are weird because it's a lot of things from the yeah. whole season. And then yeah. little clips of oh, well, I haven't seen that. Oh, they're building the rings already because they're putting something to this circle, and then we oh. have the tower. It's how long know. is this episode gonna be? Yes, every episode has been like 70 minutes, so we're getting an 80 minute episode, 90 minutes. So I don't maybe maybe they leave Numenor and Numenor, there's not a place to come back to. I don't know, I haven't thought of that, but I don't know. I think, I think Sauron's going to show up, but I don't think we're going to know who he is. Who's Sauron, Alberto? And they, I they, know. I, I love that they play Ahsoka. into that. Mephisto dresses Mephisto, Sauron. Yeah. The trailer even plays into that. Like, who, who is it going to be? I, I, I love that. No, I love, I hate and I love that they're playing into it, that it's someone. It's not like, yeah, Sauron is Sauron. Forget about it. No, no. They're playing into it. So yeah. I love it. But all my theories on Sauron are gone. I thought it was Halbrand. Halbrand is half dead. I don't know how he's riding a no. horse. He, he's uh, he's badly damaged. So he's alive in the world. He's alive. He's but... alive. Oh, okay. Don't kill him. because he, he, He's in bad shape. I fell in love with Halbrand two episodes ago. Don't take him uh, out now. <laughs> so I don't know. And of course, we, we got the, the Hardfoots and the Strangers. And the acolytes or whatever they call going after these strangers. So that's another. We haven't gotten too much with that. So I don't know where that's going to go for the finale. I think it's going to be heavy in the next episode because yes. this episode ends with them going after them. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning that the stranger is Gandalf. I'm kind of leaning that way. And I don't know if my Halbrand is Sauron theory. That so, Maggie kind of put on my head is still valid. I that's yeah. my favorite theory. That's my favorite theory. Yeah. But I will say, actually, I, <laughs> from people who have who are very in depth with the lore, they've told me that it can't be Gandalf because when Gandalf gets to Middle Earth, the rings already exist, like for for years. So it wouldn't. Yeah, it well, would be like a change there. And and I think that's fine because they they're doing a condensed kind of timeline. This is a 3,000-year story. They can't do that in five seasons. So I think that's... I was thinking further it was one of the Blue Wizards, but again, mm -hmm. the Blue Wizards don't come till like 2,000 years from now. So I think that's an even bigger stretch. So I'm okay if they... I don't know. I, I don't say I, maybe I, Saruman. And Saruman, I, when he was a good I don't, I don't think it's uh, Gandalf. I think they want us to think it's Gandalf, but I don't think it's going there. Yeah. I, I'm starting to think that the twist is like you think it's uh, Gandalf, but it's actually Sauron. 
I think it's it can go that way, but I don't it know. could be because the beginning it kind of goes that way. It falls from a ball of fire. It looks like the eye when the acolytes show up. They're looking at that. They're looking for him for a reason. Yeah, and they burned up the Hardfoot camps. So it's not like they're good guys trying to find Gandalf or. And that that was so well made because we get that scene with them putting everything into the <laughs> the little wagons, and then then they burn. I was like so heartbroken for them. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Another great episode. It's, it's been great. It's been great. All right. So I More love greatness. I love um Rings of Power. One of my favorite things out there right now. I'll let you go. House of Dragons, Alti. You go ahead. It's, it's also it's one of my favorite things out there right now. Man, I, I love this episode. It's we we got into the lighting debacle again <laughs> and not miss yes. that debacle. And I will say it did bother me. Like I had to turn everything off and be yeah. like, "What the hell? What's going on?" <laughs> I know why. Why? It's, <laughs> it, it, it's the same director, so it's a choice. Yeah, I, I don't love it. And you know, we can get very technical. One of the things that bothers me is that it's not natural. They put a filter over it, and mm-hmm. like, I don't like the way it looks. But whatever. Yeah. But the episode was phenomenal. That's like, good. Yeah. I, it, one of the most awkward family Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, and I know wh- right? one of my favorite things about the episode is like, we finally see the, you know, the groups divide and mm-hmm. we get who are the blacks, who are the, and greens, the greens. And, and it's all very, very well established. And we finally get Rhaenyra like snapping out of it and realizing like your ascension to the throne is not going to be as yeah. easy as you thought. Yeah. Just and, because you were named doesn't mean you're gonna be. Yeah, because that's that's been my issue with her. Like she's been like, no, no, I, I'm the heir. Like it's, yeah. it's not gonna be a problem. It's like, girl, you gotta start <laughs> looking around. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, and it's we saw it from the episode when uh, Damon takes her around Flea Bottom to, to, and she sees how the people react. Like, hey, yeah, Rhaenyra is the heir, but there's uh, yeah a male descendant of Viserys who could be king Mm -hmm. so of course there's going to be trouble yeah but but in this episode I think she finally like realizes like I need help I need I need an army I need people Mm -hmm. and that's she marries Damon and finally got to that yes (laughs) we'll we'll get to there she got she got it before and then they got married yeah So, Norhal, you're caught up with House of the Dragon. You're enjoying the series? Yes, yes. I was uh, telling Odi that it, it's a telenovela. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a Mexican yeah, telenovela exactly. with all yeah. the like the reactions and such. But I think, yeah, it's having the focus on one family on the Targaryens, oh. even if they are a lot of them. But it, it, I think it gets more, it's easier for us to, uh, for like, oh, okay. You get who does what and all the motivations and such. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's, it's a good one. I yeah, I think just focusing on one family, at least this first season. Oh, there goes my notes. It was a great idea. And it's helping kind of keep it more contained. I, I just want to say I see people getting very attached. People don't get attached <laughs> to anyone or any creature. No. Like th- there's a reason why this is the beginning of the end for the Targaryens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's Game of Thrones. You gotta know it. Really, I love Sir Herwin last two, last it, week or two weeks. I love things are brewing, and it's not gonna be pretty. What's gonna happen? But yeah. I I love that. Uh, what was 
oh dude i love the whole fight with uh aemon and uh his nephews and his uh cousins <laughs> nephews cousins yeah. and also- I, that that moment when Damon's leaning as if his daughters didn't try to kill his nephew. Oh, that was a great meme from from Alberto. Like, yeah, when you're yeah. just seeing the, the I love that. Fandom it's, and... Yeah, we're just watching people just go at it when I don't care. I don't have anything to do with it. Uh, leading into it, I love the funeral for Lena. It was quiet. We see this other aspect of the. Uh, Valerian just putting their back into the sea. I can't, I don't know. I know there was a scene with Damon kind of laughing when the priest says something. I couldn't catch it. I think it was a little bit out of character for Damon at that point because he did care for Lena. So, uh, the way I see it, that's like he's a weird guy. Like, we can't mm-hmm. avoid that. And yeah. I think he's really grieving. And I think Good. he's maybe laughing at the fact that he was not expected to be grieving. He was mm-hmm. not expecting to be grieving. So I I did not at first I was like weirded out about it like you but yeah. then like when I thought about it I think like maybe that's his process maybe he's yeah. just so awkward for him he was his grieving process yeah and I love I forgot what he tells um, Otto Hightower when he's walking out he's like oh I'm so sorry for your loss and he's something about people no, always he, find a way to come back or he, he he looks at him and he's like it's incredible how the leash. Even even when he's like They're fat, f- he just keeps on keeps taking. Some, yeah, I love that. It's like, why do you bring Otto back? I, I love Otto as, as a hand because he's I so evil. It is it is fantastic. I have to mention uh, from the beginning when I started watching the series, Riz Ifan's work is amazing <laughs> because yeah, he's the lizard. But also for those rom communists as me. He is in Notting Hill. He's a spike. <laughs> so he's like, oh my God, yeah. he's the same guy. So that, that's fantastic. I, I, I love that Ted Lasso reference, by the way. From communist. <laughs> oh, man. So I'll say, so then we get Amon steals uh, Vagar, the largest dragon ever. I'll say... It, that's the only my only kind of complaint apart from Jay was too dark because also I was like man I gotta change my TV settings and then I saw everyone complaining about it and I'm, oh okay we're back to one of those things it. yes but it was too long for me it's like okay we know okay. he's just hanging on and flying and then dark, yeah. and I'm kind of over this kind of cliche of kids that have been bullied all of a sudden now they're the bullies. And I understand that you get confidence if you're able to ride this dragon, but just as soon as he comes back, he's like, yeah, I saw that, you shut up. And meh, meh, meh. I could have done without the kid fighting until he oh, goes yeah. pocket sand and then slash over the eye. But the first, the other five minutes of kids just pushing, is, dude, wh- where are the parents? It's like two in the morning, all the kids are out in dragon pits. Come well, on, where are the parents? We Come know on. where the so, we know where they are. Where. <laughs> we know where two of them were. Yeah. But... And I, I love the whole thing where no one knows where Lena is. I think everyone knows, but no one wants to say it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Where's Lena? Where's uh, he's with yeah. his assistant? But I love the family tension when the whole confrontation goes down, and when, like what you say, when the house are divided. Now we know when. Yes. And, and I that, love that, that scene was. Yes, I love where Damon kind of stopped. Um, forgot his name already. Chris Uncle, kind of stopping. Oh. He's like, dude, 
Your time uh, is coming, but right now. One of the worst now. TV trash dudes <laughs> of this year. I, I, I love how Damon's just like sitting there, and the moment he's like, give me his eye, yeah. he just goes, where are you going? Where yeah. the hell? Man, where I can't wait. I can't but wait for that. I just love the tension in that scene with Viserys just screaming and just wanting everyone to just cut it out. And Aegon yeah. just goes like, look at them. And it's just like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Yes, because I, I first, again, Aemon goes from being bullying the other Targaryen kids to then, oh, who told you these lies? As any kids look so small, but then he just rats out his brother, the bigger one that's been yeah. the bully around. He's like, look at them. Why are you asking me? Everyone knows. He's like, oh, crap, I got to deal oh. with this. But yeah, that whole scene. But no, how were you then surprised as we kind of wrap, start wrapping it up? When Damon and Rhaenyra have that conversation that like, hey, we need to get married. I need I need you, Damon, to have this army, to have people backing me up. And then, oh, for us to get married, Leonor has to kind of be out of the picture. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't kill him. It was a fake death. I love it because I start, I felt so bad for the dude because he finally was like, dude, I got to do my part. Yeah. And now, okay, I'm going to kill you. But no, he's now living his life, hopefully I... a long one. Yeah, and, and it made me think, I mean, at one point, okay, yeah, we know we know they were not his kids, but uh, it's what the, the, the king says, and at the end of the day, if he recognized them as his kids, even if they are not mm -hmm. his kids, that's what matters, right? Yeah. But it... it I thought that it was a better, like you said, I agree that they didn't kill him. He just ran away to do his life as he wanted to. That's, so, yeah. You know, that's something they changed from the book. Yeah, they changed Carl, from the book. Carl does kill, kill him, mm. but I, I love that they changed it because I was not expecting it. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you see him with the shaved head, I was like, ah. <gasps> But I love how that comes right after he's like, no, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a yeah. husband to you. I'm going to change everything. Yeah. And she's like, have a counter proposal. You can yeah, go away. What do you think about this? <laughs> we don't have to do anything else. No. And, and, and just go, coming back a little bit into the episode, I just thought about it, uh, about people not, not wanting to do things they are expected to do is when uh, Corlys have this conversation with little, little Luke that mm. oh, you're going to be the master of Driftmark. I don't want it. It's like, what's in the family? Just don't know <laughs> yeah. there. Even, even with uh, Aegon, at least in the book, and I think we'll get to that in the next episode, he does not want to be king. Yeah. He does no. not want that. And when everything starts to happen later on, he, like it's interesting because he doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's going to be interesting as we go through the next episode tomorrow. There's another time jump. There's a, they're a little bit older. Ten years. So ten years. Ten, yeah. Another 10 years. Viserys got to be dead now. Come on. It's cryogenics at this I point. Think, I think the episode starts with his death. And oh, that's okay. and we've seen from the trailer, Otto Hightower is going to say, I'm speaking for the king or something. Yeah. So I don't know why Ranita's not. But we'll, we'll get into that next week or tomorrow when we see the episode. But just kind of wrapping up, I love also for Lane always. <laughs> talking about that he hasn't been kind of the father. It's like, I love the, the kids. Maybe not enough. It's like, oh, man, it's so heartbroken. He loves uh, them, but he knows and, they're not his, so he doesn't love them all the way. It's like, oh, exactly. man. Exactly. 
I, I also love learning that they really did try to like have yeah. a normal yeah. marriage. Yeah. And also, I know we talk about a lot of Rhaenyra, but there was this episode, this moment where King Aegon was living to his chamber chambers, and he told um, yeah. Alicent, like, "Oh, Emma." Yeah. Told her that, that. and <sighs> it makes you think, like, and, and I know in a previous episode that that scene gave me the, the that perception, like he really wanted to, he he loved his first wife. Mm-hmm. But the marriage with Allison was just for because the yeah. kingdom needed more heirs and whatnot, but he didn't really love her. I I think we talked about this, but I think that's why he's so like insistent that Rhaenyra has to be the heir because yeah. he knows what he did trying to have a son, what he did to uh-huh. his wife. And I think he really regrets it. So yeah. yeah. All right. Poor Rachel series. But <laughs> like they also said. History doesn't remember name, doesn't remember blood. They remember names. Names, yeah. Great line. Yes. All right. So that kind of brings an end to an episode today. So what between fandoms? Another talk about Andor, episode five. A lot of great episodes this week. Can't wait for next week. Norhal, always a pleasure having you here. Thank you. Great, as always. Where can people find you out there? No, thank you so much, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure, always a pleasure to be here at Radio Rebel, uh, Re- Re- Radio Rebellion. Sorry, my my tongue went all <laughs> of the way. So, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Norhal. On my li- on my bio, I have a link tree with all my different pursuits and and websites where you can find me. So definitely, yeah, you again want to hear about Star Wars, Marvel, my rants about uh, Ted Lasso, music and such. Yeah, follow. Yeah. It's a great follow. Alti, you know what? Don't even worry about it. For oh. everyone that joined us today on the chat, Mo, uh, Amy, Dale, thank you for being here. Thank you, Alti. As mm-hmm. always, thank you, Norhal. Guys, you know where to find me. It's there. You're here every week. So thank you, guys. Stay safe. Be safe. Thank you. And may the force be with you.